Dave and Darren, this is locally owned, fiercely independent, Planet 93.9. It's a Thursday morning, and that means we get a chance to speak with Mike Schultz about the movies. Welcome back to the studio, Mike, from the River Cities Reader. Yeah, good to be here. Now, that's what we do this week. I'm guessing next week we talk about the Oscars? Yeah, let's do that. That'll be cool. You've already published my nominations this morning. Your, your predictions. Yeah, yeah. You, you've you already locked in who you think is going to win. I do. I mean, I'm, yeah, there's like four or five categories. I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe another week. I would have <laughs> felt differently, but we'll see. Well, I'll share this now, and All we'll right. get into it next week, because next week we'll just talk about Dune and, and, and the Oscars. our Oscars. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. Here's my prediction. I think old man Oscar is going to have a few tricks up his sleeve. Ah, yeah, I'll share yeah. the rest next week. That's okay. what we call in the okay. business a tease. So what categories are yeah. you kind of iffy on? Right now, uh, animated feature feels up in the air to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, costume and production design and a couple of the shorts. Aside from that, I feel pretty good this year. We'll see. But yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling okay. I don't usually feel this good. And so, it's not great, but it's you better than usual. So th- this shows up in uh, this week's? Yeah, it's in uh, today's new print edition. It's online uh, as of like two hours ago. So, yeah, it's out there. But we'll see how much I've changed my mind by next week when we chat. Yeah, that's, that'll be fun. Well, let's talk about <laughs> some movies that are eligible for the Academy Awards next year. Okay, well, sure. <laughs> Although <laughs> you, don't, you, think? you don't you don't think, if you uh, insist. You don't think okay. any of these movies are going to win any Academy Awards. I'm not seeing it. Uh, let's get started with Drive Away Dolls. Yeah, how, how irritating. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What a shame. What a shame. Because, I mean, it looks kind of fun. It's yeah. a lesbian road trip comedy by Ethan Cohen. Yeah. It's got uh, good actors in it, Margaret Qualley and Geraldine Viswanathan. They're both, both very funny. It's got good people. And it's got Bill Camp and Coleman Domingo and Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal. I mean, it's like, a, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. What, what goes wrong? It's it's just, it's not funny. Mm. And it's self-indulgent. And it's it it's... It's senseless, and it has no chemistry between the leads, which really bothered me because they should be fun together. But they're both in in their own eccentric universe where Margaret Qualley is basically doing Holly Hunter in Raising Arizona. So yeah. she speaks a mile a minute with a heavy twang, and Geraldine is just is like a cartoon of uptight, repressed... Uh, and so they, they, they don't is bounce off each other. Is it a case that no one talks like this? No, because yeah. that's a Coen Brothers thing. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm used to not yeah. being like real, real. But I, I, I was bothered that no one has any discernible chemistry in it. Everyone seems like in their own little land. And what I mentioned in my first paragraph, I'm like, just get those boys back together because it's it's already driving me crazy. And it's because it's been six years now mm. since we've had a Coen Brothers movie. And Joel did that Macbeth that came out a while ago with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. And so he seems to be like the controlled one who can make everything really pristine and elegant and nobody seems awake. And Ethan now seems like the slapdashy one who doesn't care. And it's like, no, you need to put those two flavors together, please. Because otherwise, your one note... So far, it's not working. No, your one note each is not playing at all. Uh, It was really disappointing. And 84 minutes, and it still felt like like an eternity. I was really bummed. Can you tell? I was upset, yeah. The other movie you saw was Ordinary Angels, and yeah. you make a point in your review that I, I it had not occurred to me. I mean, you'd mentioned last week that when you were here that Hillary Swank is in this. Yes. And Hillary Swank is someone who, 20-plus years ago, had already won two Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah. 
And then we just never heard from her. We just again. never heard from her again. Yeah, I think I think that was a jinx because when she won her second, Meryl Streep still hadn't won a second, and I and a lot of people were like, "Who does this Hillary Swank think she is to have Wait more a Oscars?" Meryl Streep's only won one Academy Award. No, no, she has three. Oh, back she then, okay. she had a supporting actress and an actress, and so the idea was she has more Best Actress. Oscars I than see. Meryl. And I then see. Meryl got caught up a few years later. Okay. And so now it's okay for Hillary Swink to show her face so in public. Okay. Exactly okay. right. Okay, I get it. Um, because she's really good at her job. Uh, she's she's kind of, she's always in there. She never gives anything, she never does anything halfway, which I respect about her. Sometimes that makes her terrible in movies, depending on the material, when she's putting so much energy towards something that's fundamentally terrible. Um but she's great in this. She's basically playing Erin Brockovich. It's a story about uh, a little five-year-old girl who needs a liver transplant, and she plays this alcoholic hairdresser who wants to help out the girl and help out dad, and she won't take no for an answer. It's, it's one of those. What's interesting, though, is that the movie actually goes out of its way to show that by being this kind of forever-in-your-face helpful presence, that's another form of addictive behavior. So you're basically just taking... You're basically turning your alcoholism into something else, but it's you haven't changed what's fundamentally wrong with you. Oh wow! So it's really it's got an, a pretty artful script, considering how kind of obvious and and uh, you know blandly sentimental and inspirational it is. It's got ideas about this this kind of uh, this kind of character trait, I guess, where you're you're relentlessly trying to do good. Just did not have another drink today, you know. Um, so more interesting than you'd think. And Hilary Swank is terrific in it. And uh, I, I'm a notorious crybaby at movies. I didn't get weepy at this one at all. I kind of expected to. It's it's a little bland, but she's great. And uh, it was a packed screening. It was like Friday afternoon at one. There were like three seats left at the theater. It was wow. a huge hit around here. So yeah, good for it. I was happy. You're leaving here to only see one movie. Yeah, that's been. It's a big one. It's a long one. It's long. Uh-huh. But the first one was long, and we loved that. Uh, this says Dune Part 2. This would be the last, right? No. Are they're, they going to do... Uh, they're going to try and tackle those other books? Well, they're... Because the other books get weird. They get weird. Uh, Denis Villeneuve, who's the filmmaker, said he wants to do one more. From what I understand, though, this one finishes Dune... The actual book Dune, mm -hmm. and then there's—is it Messiah? Dune Messiah. Dune Messiah yeah. is next, yeah. And I think he wants to do that as like the third part of this cinematic universe. That would so, be a good place to stop. Okay, that's his plan at least. Uh, it all depends on if this one makes money, but I'm not worried about that. Because then they start turning into worm people. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. I, I would I would see that. Is David Lynch still available? The saga continues in Dune Part Two as award-winning filmmaker Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Embarks in Dune Part 2, the next chapter of Frank Herbert's celebrated novel, Dune, with an expanded all-star international ensemble cast. This really does have everybody. It does have everybody. Including in now, was it Jose Ferrer who was the emperor in the David Lynch version? Oh, gosh, good question. I think that's right. Now Ooh, it's Christopher poss Walken. Possibly Jose Ferrer. Yeah, pretty, I can see I'm pretty that. I'm pretty sure it was. Okay, Walken, bring it on. Christopher Walken is the emperor. We have uh, Austin Butler playing Sting in this one. That's going to be That's going to be sick. As long as <laughs> he doesn't... Is he, he, he going to do the Sting accent? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Man. Hey, man. You're, gonna, you're, gonna <laughs> you're like, get not going to keep doing hey, Elvis. Spice, Spice got a flow, man. Gotta have the spice flow, I man. You're gonna have to help me. I don't remember the Sting accent, or was it just his normal accent? Oh, he was just acting 
he was goofy. I remember his all get out. Uh, yeah, and it's yeah, it's good. But I mean, Bautista and and Javier Bardem and Leia Florence Pugh's in this one. And this now, now this that one. now that I now I'm certain of this <clears throat> that role, the Florence Pugh role, uh, role in the Lynch movie was played by, and it could have been her very first movie, Virginia Madsen. Oh, okay, yeah. In this movie, in the follow-up, yeah. it will explore the mythic journey of Paul Atreides. Played by Tibbity Chalamet as he uh, unites with Chani, Zendaya, and the uh, Fremen while on the warpath of revenge against the conspirators who destroyed his family. Facing a choice between the love of his life and the fate of the known universe, he endeavors to prevent a terrible future only he can foresee. I'm, I'm terribly excited. I can't wait. The and first this one was the only great. Thing that's happening? Yeah, this is yeah. it. This, everyone's That's it. out of their way. It's at Last Picture House. It's at the Davenport Place. It's at the Art Film Cinema in Iowa City. It's everywhere. You now, can't, it, can't get away. When the first one opened, the pandemic was going on, so we saw it on TV rather than at the theaters, it opened, right? It opened in the theaters. Oh, did it? Uh, but it did day and date on HBO Max, right, I think. Right, right. Uh, and, so, and I was a cheapskate, so I just I saw it at home. But I did see it at home two times in a row. I mean, like I stopped it. And I started it again. Yeah. And that I usually don't do with sci-fi action adventures. That's not my normal bag. But this one is, was really, really well done. I've probably watched the first one six or seven it's times. It's so good. Yeah. 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 It's I tremendous. I cannot wait. Yeah. And it's on the IMAX screen, which is cool. So I might treat myself to that. Since there's only one movie, eh, I'll spend the extra bucks on myself. There you go. With See this weather, IMAX. I wonder if the 61 drive-ins thinking about... <laughs> I actually have been checking the website oh, 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 just in case because oh, it wouldn't surprise me. They were doing stuff beginning in November, as I recall, last year. Yeah. You know, still. So. Well, I mean, yeah, it's going to be 60 and 70 and 80 degrees this weekend. So yeah. uh, as of now, it does not look like they're planning on opening this weekend. Okay. Not the worst idea. Family fun under the stars. <laughs> right? Yes. He's Mike Schultz. He's the movie critic and an editor at the River Cities Reader. Read his reviews in the pages of the River Cities Reader and online at rcreader.com. Hope you like Dune. Me too. Thanks Can't for, wait. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Thank you.